Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. What does that mean? It's time for Philanthropy and Focus. It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you. You guessed it from the top of my house, right there by the roof from the attic. That's right. I've been in the attic now 346 days, okay? And we're going on a year, so this is exciting time. If you know me, you've listened to the show before. If you just know me from the real world, you know that I'm all about the nonprofit sector. Call myself the connector, the nonprofit sector connector. And this show is all about amplifying the message of nonprofit organizations. So every week I bring on a leader. Maybe it's the founder. Maybe it's the executive director. Today we have both. And we get to hear the story, the genesis of the organization, what they did, why they are where they are now, the programs, how they're making an impact. And I'm, I'm super excited. I, I haven't even... Uh, I haven't even told my guests this yet, but this is actually, this is our seventh show. And I was looking back at my first six shows and out of the seven shows I'm doing, I've done here, six of my guests, including D today are women. And it's only been one guy that's been on the show so far, aside from me. So it's kind of, and it, I thought in light of what we're going to be talking about, you know, empowerment of women and young girls, I thought I should just point that out. So so today I'm going to read a quick bio. I'm going to in- introduce my friend D. We're going to jump into the conversation and we're going to learn about Hey There Beautiful Incorporated. So Delisha Eve Rodriguez, everybody calls her D. So that's I'm part of everybody. So I get to call her D. She's the executive director, TEDx talk presenter, motivational speaker, empowerment coach, radio show host of her own, and has an incredible story to tell. And I'm excited to have you on the show. D, just come off mute and say hello to the crowd. Welcome to Philanthropy and Focus. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here, folks. I'm excited to have you, man. This is going to be a great <laughs> conversation. I was watching one of your videos. I told you this right before the before the program. You got me all, all freaking fired up and motivated, <laughs> man. So, so I'm just jazzed to have you here. So tell me, tell me the story. Tell me kind of your background. I love the signs behind you. I was looking at that sign behind you, by the way. It says, now I get it. But yes. I kept looking at it and I was like, I, I don't get it. And that's funny because that's exactly, but now I get it. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping after our conversation today, I get it even more. I understand even more. So having, you know, look, I have two daughters, I have two sons and, it, and it's even, especially with the girls, I'm always, because I'm a dad, I'm trying to figure out the best way to, to really motivate and power and, and really help them um, attack the world. So why don't we get started? Tell us your story, D. So um, hello, everyone. Yes, uh, Dalisha E. Rodriguez here. Everyone calls me D or Coach D. Um, So the way that I got started was I was in corporate America. I was in the corporate sector for about 12 years. And my grandmother passed away um, in October, I believe, of 2014. Yes. And I had an epiphany. And I wrote, you know, my my ex at that time, like this 13-page handwritten letter about what I wanted to do with my life. And I had an epiphany that in order to have her legacy live on, I had to reclaim my dreams. So the following year, he said yes. And I said, great. And I, you know, we started the nonprofit April 2015. It'll be our sixth year this April. We're celebrating our birthday. So excited. And um, I just knew that there was something else in me. There was a fire in me. I had been in corporate America for a while and I had conformed to what society wanted me to conform to. Right. So that's get, get out of school, um, get good grades, get a good job. I was very studious. You know, I went to Nassau Community College, went to St. John's University. Shout out to SJU. Um, and so, you know, I, and 
I had thought that that was the, the lay of the land. That's what I was supposed to do. But I was really unsatisfied in the legal world. Like I come from legal from, you know, I had been working in the legal field since I was 16. So I had been well-versed in corporate and I just, I couldn't be me, right? I had the stylish outfits. I had this personality and I knew that I was really, you know, pu- you know, putting out my own flame, my own desires, just sitting behind this desk in corporate. And then I just resigned. I resigned live on Facebook. <laughs> For those of you that want to watch it, I resigned live on Facebook and I knew that there was more and that was the start of Hey There Beautiful and we started out with an awesome board of directors, you know, close friends and family members and we just started volunteering doing things from my grandmother's house from her yard and we were just empowering women doing what we could and I didn't know what I was doing at the time I just knew that I was supposed to be doing that. You know, I, I love what you, that last piece you just said there. It, you, you just you, you weren't real sure where you were going, what exactly you were doing, but you, it felt right. It was the right feeling. And, uh, you know, I, I find it's it's unfortunate, I think, that so many of us get caught up in, in corporate and, and end up like, you know, you're, you're in this cube or this box, this office. And it's, you know, not a lot of us fit into the. I certainly don't, you know. And um, I always said the only job that I could ever do in corporate America was be in sales because you, you have some level of autonomy, some level of freedom, you know, at least we convince ourselves as sales guys that we have a lot of freedom, you know? Um, so that to me, I, I, I love that story. I love that you're able to find your passion and go after it. So, so you're a coach. I, I was, I, no kidding. I was literally watching something you did on <laughs> Facebook with your buddy, Nigel, just earlier this morning. Yeah. And I, I tell you, look, I'm pretty fired up most times anyhow. And then I watched your stuff and I was even more juiced up. So, so tell me how, how does that, what you do to, from, from empowering yourself to empowering your clients, if you will, and then imply, empowering the, the young ladies that are part of the program. Like, talk to me just about how that all works out. I think, I think it's really first, you know, for those folks that are listening, um, it really starts with taking care of yourself, right? It starts with creating that bubble of love, of support, of joy, of trusting yourself, of trusting your gut. I think that as soon as I stepped out of corporate America, that's when the fire lit under me, that this is who I get to be for everyone else. And so coaching really incorporates, um, this sense of pride that I have because I love seeing the progress of my clients. And then in addition, I'm also coaching young girls. I'm not giving them the answers, folks. I'm not telling them that they have to be confident, that they have to go to school, that they have to wear makeup. I'm not telling them any of that, folks. Hey, they're beautiful. What we do is I tell them my life story. I tell them when I where I've been. I look like them, including my clients. We look like each other. We sound like each other. And so I think that that's the big piece. We're so afraid to be vulnerable. And I think that there's so much power in vulnerability because it then connects us. That's why you're listening now, because you want to hear my story and you want to see how it impacts your life and where we fit. You're not listening for me, you're listening for you so that I can inspire you because there's something about my story that keeps you fired up, that keeps you juiced up. And so for me, it comes full circle with the coaching and with the nonprofit because I don't give girls the answers. I have them look within the same way I had to look within myself. I would not be here today if I didn't take that deep, deep, deep inner work and do that personal development, right? And go within myself to see that, you know, it's, I don't have problems. I have solutions. I don't have, you know, there's, there are no issues out there. There are answers. And so it's really about, you know, for me, what, what changed the game is really that personal development, that growth and knowing that there's more inside of me. So once I knew that I could then apply it to my clients, I could then apply it into the real world because we're not giving people the answers, folks. That's not what I do. You get to look deep inside of yourself to figure out where, where do I lie? Where am I? Who am I? 
That's the first question I pose to who are you? Because some people are not even able to answer that. And then if we're not able to answer that as adults, how do you think kids respond to us? So it really comes full circle. So for me, I am the mirror to those around me. And so I'm choosing joy and I'm choosing to be fun and I'm choosing to be fired up because there may be darkness in the world. One person has to be the light. And so that's what I decide to do. I decide to be the light for those that are looking for what's next. And so coaching is just all across the board within the organization and in my coaching uh, business as well. So again, I'm, you got me going, man. So, <laughs> so, so I, you know, that question, who am I? You know, a big question, but, but often I think it's individuals end up becoming who they think they need to be in certain mm -hmm. settings, right? They yeah. got to play this, this chameleon type role. Like I just, funny i was watching this movie last night with uh jonah hill and um called war dogs it's on netflix I, I fell asleep watching it but at one time his buddy in the movie says you know he had figured out i figured the character's name but he had figured out to how he could be what others wanted him to be and he was very successful for that but i sat there like listening to that because i'm always thinking because I'm, I'm always seeking and you know it's a it's a movie right it's not like it wasn't an, necessarily an inspirational movie by any means they were they were gun runners you know it wasn't really something that would get you like fired up like you want to do that but i, I sat there and I thought about it and i said i wonder about this character that he's portraying here is he is he ever himself does he ever know who he is because he's always playing and maybe this is something that i need to consider and maybe that's why it came up for me last night is it are you playing a role for other people and when do you actually sit back and be you so what you said there you're not giving them the answers, you know, you're, you're allowing them the opportunity to seek inside and find themselves. And, and the vulnerability piece, I think is, is so key, man. It's, it's so critical. Where, what I want to ask you is I don't, we know each other for a bunch of years now. I have no, I have never asked you this. Hey, they're beautiful. Where, I mean, I love it. It's inspirational. It's motivational. Tell me where it comes from. What is it? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to the folks in the organization? So we were originally supposed to be Hello Beautiful, right? Okay. I, I, the first thing I thought of is, you know, I've been in corporate for a while. So I picked up the phone and I said, law offices of such and such. So, and I said, what would inspire people that when you pick up the phone, they're like, hi, how are you? I, so I said to myself, I said, wow, what would you, it would be really nice for someone to say, good morning. Hey, there, beautiful. How can I help you? And or, hey, there, beautiful. How can I help you? Right. Because we oftentimes like, you know, women, we get catcalled and all that. But I said, what if we called a corporation and that was the name? right? Like we embody what beautiful is, right? And we say, hey there, right? Because I'm from New York, right? I'm from Brooklyn, all for those of you that, that don't know, right? So we're often, it's like, hey, how are you? So I said, what about, hey there, beautiful? Because I wanted her to experience that from the moment that she saw our name, right? Because, you know, we mentor women, we mentor young girls. So from the moment that she saw the name, she didn't see it as a plug for beauty products. She didn't see it as a plug for anything. She knew that when she called, it would be like the creme de la creme of nonprofits. Wow. Hey, they're beautiful. It can encompass who I am as a woman, who I get to be as a young girl. And it also gets people fired up because the name is really big. Um, you know, when we announce it, they're like, hey, they're beautiful. And then young girls are saying, hey, they're beautiful. We're not calling each other anything but beautiful, right. like the essence of what that gets to be for you. You know, and, and something that, right on. Thank you for sharing that. And I just, when I listened to this video you talked about this morning and, and you said, you know, you're not talking about trying to have girls, you know, do makeup or do the hair or any of that stuff, you know, and, I'm, and I kept listening to that. When I listened to that this morning, I kept thinking about it and saying, you know, from a societal perspective, you know, um, 
you know, women feel that they have to do certain things, I guess. I, sh I shouldn't, even, I should ask you, do women feel like they have to do certain things, makeup and, and different things and whatnot. And, um, and, and it, that's not beauty, right? Like what is the natural beauty of, of it all? Not that these things we put on and, and talk to me if you could about that. Beauty is loving yourself, folks. Listen, I, I'm telling you as someone who recently released 100 pounds, I'm feeling great about life. I did it naturally. I have no knock on what women call beauty. I think it's really loving yourself at the core because that's the piece. Like men, typically in my experience, they want to experience joy and fun and happiness, right? And I think for any couple, right? Whether, you know, whatever that looks like for you. For me, I think it's really loving yourself, right? I don't need to, to look a certain way or appear anything when I'm happy with myself, when I'm creating joy. And I think that that's the stigma that we get to support. I think it's um 92% of girls between the ages of, I think it was 14 and 17, they wanted to change something about their body because they are already used to this stigma. And so we get to like get them before that right wait, wait, go, back. D, D, go back a second what would, mm -hmm. i want that statistic i want to i want to underline that what? yeah i think it's 92 percent of girls said that they wanted to change something about their body between the ages of uh, 13 and 17 right and so it's really important for us to start loving our young ladies the way that they are we're showing them a world of plastic surgery and makeup and all this I, i'm not knocking it i got lipstick on i love lipstick it makes me feel great right however it doesn't make me right? Me looking better for you doesn't make me. And I think that that is the core conversation we get to have about vulnerability. Like, look, I had low self-esteem. I try to, you know, commit suicide twice. I went through, you know, all of these are all the things I went through young ladies. Right. And look at where I am now. I'm successful without a relationship. I'm successful without corporate America. I'm successful beyond measure because my peer says, so I'm successful because I'm happy. Right. It's really getting down to the core. What makes you happy when you know who you are? You then know what makes you happy. It doesn't become uh, uh, just fashion or it just doesn't become what we see on TV, because that's the piece, too. It's a lot of the things that we ingest and we get to support our young women. However, it starts with us. If we're not happy, our kids are not happy. Our, you know, our nieces and nephews are not happy. And so that's really the important piece, folks, is that we understand that there is something that makes us very, very, very happy. And we get to get to the core of that, whether it's family or friends or love or wealth or success or health, getting to the core of what your happiness is really will then exude that beauty. And then we can see that and that can shine. We're going to get to the core of all that. We're going to be back in two minutes. We're taking a quick break. We just got to uh, pay uh, the bills. Pay the bills as they say, right? <laughs> I was gonna, I, I've never said that before, but I was going to say that. I guess, I guess it is. I guess we got to pay the bills. So we're going to take a quick break. D and I will be back in two minutes. We're going to get to the core of this. Love yourself, right? Love yourself at the core. Yes. I'm, I'm, listen, I get fired up for this show, but I'm, I'm more fired <laughs> up than ever. I'm, I might jump out of the attic. Let's go. All right. Yes. We'll be back in two minutes. D, I'll see you see in a minute. You soon, folks. All right. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. That's exactly what you should do every Friday morning. Join me in my attic. Not physically. I don't really (laughs) like anybody else to be up here. But come here virtually. Come here and check out the show. Listen, shout out to Samantha Rodriguez and Alex checking in on Facebook. Hey, I love that. I just look over at Facebook. I'm figuring out how to do this whole thing, D. I got it. I think I got this thing going. (laughs) So they're checking in. They're saying hello. Um, The true essence of H. TB, they said. So we love you guys. Rock on. All right. So your candor is admirable. You're, you're, you, you tell your story is, is great. You, you, you shared some stuff with us. Um, you had a TEDx talk. Yeah. Two years ago, in fact. <laughs> was it like a couple weeks ago? It's two year anniversary already. Like, yeah, it right? was. <laughs> so that's like, I haven't done it yet. It's It's got to be wild. I speak in front of crowds regularly, but mm-hmm. tell me about that. I mean, I know a little bit about the story. So tell me, tell them, tell our listeners. So there, I was behind this. So I wasn't given directions. And like at the last moment, they said your, you know, your speech should be just at the 12 minute mark. Mine was at the 16 minute mark. So the night before I was in a room for about two and a half, three hours, I think I was up to three or four in the morning and I rewrote my whole speech. And then there was a man with these huge cue cards and he was right behind. And what they, I was at another conference and they had me speak last and I was the most powerful. So here they had me speak first at the TEDx talk. And there's this man with these big cue cards. And I looked at him and I said, you're going to go up there with that? And he said, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I need my notes. I need my notes. And I'm shaking. And they said, Dilisha Eve Rodriguez. And they pushed me on stage. And I forgot all my words. And I said, Mike, check one, two, one, two. Like, I'm looking around. I'm like, is Brooklyn in the house? Right? And the majority of the crowd was my family. So now I'm... I'm I'm like, okay, I have it in pockets, right? Because what you want to do with a TEDx talk is you want to section it off. So I think the first part was about my me and my grandmother, then my dad, then the statistics, right? So I was 
And then all of a sudden I'm getting into it and I look and my aunt is crying and I look at my sister's crying and I look at my best friend is crying. So now I can't look at them and I'm looking at these two elder women and they are like pointing at me and they're like, you go girl. And they're talking to me and I'm like, I guess I'm getting this right. And uh, put some barbecue sauce on my name, put some respect on my name, pass the barbecue sauce, thank you. And I walked away. I was really intentional because I wanted the last word to be grateful. I was very intentional. So I, I did, you know, have it in a way where it did jive with me. And I just felt like it needed to flow. I didn't want to do something. I didn't want to just present something. I wanted to present the core essence of me. And that's, you know, I love hip hop. I love rap. I love to be able to, I love poetry. I love spoken word. And that was at the core who I really was. So I knew that if I was going to, you know, show this in high schools and for, for young kids to watch and even for folks to stay engaged, it had to be something different. And so I knew in that moment, I said, let it be a rhyme and let it be straight from my heart. And it ended up being like one of the most incredible bodies of work um, that I have done to this date. And I'm really proud of it. I mean, you know, things happen and we look back and we're like, oh, I should have and I could have and I would have. And I wouldn't change anything because it taught me a lot of lessons about myself and how to wing it, folks. Like that's improv 101. <laughs> so, so I watched it and I was incredibly touched by it. I think I texted you like right after because I, I, I'm, I get very sensitive and I, it, it hit me. And so, if I can understand it, you're saying that like what you did was freestyled. It wasn't what you, you, you forgot. Everything just went out of your head. So, but you knew in your core the message you wanted to deliver. You knew what the stories you were trying to tell. So they're your stories, right? They're in you. So, yeah. so that's what came out though. It was yeah. It was that's what came on. out. I mean, yeah. some. I, Folks, like the biggest lesson I learned from my TEDx talk is we can overly prepare and be prepared. Nothing will prepare you for that moment. Like you can, you know, meditate, you can walk, nothing will prepare you for your, your date, right? Whether it's a TEDx talk, whether it's a conference, whether it's, you know, in front of funders, right? Because we're talking about philanthropy, right? Whatever that looks like, we can prepare, put all the I's, dot all the I's, cross all the T's. However, you always know that at, at the core of it, things are going to work themselves out. So I knew in that moment that no matter what I said, no matter what I did, no matter how it, you know, how I was going to convey it to the audience, it was just, it was going to be the body of work that was supposed to be delivered. That That's what you were going to get, you know, because oftentimes we're like, we're so caught up in the details and, you know, I was just in the moment and I really enjoyed it. It, it, it proved, it showed that you, I remember that mic check. That one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I totally dug it. It was really cool. I want to watch it again. I want to have my girls and, and my boys actually take a look at it tonight. Um, I want to, I, I want to get into something. I just caught off of the conversation you were having on your program. What do you call your program with Nigel? What is that program? So called? Nigel is live on Facebook. It's called Ubicate, which means, um, you know, get your life together. And it's Wednesdays live on Facebook at one o'clock every Wednesday. We have done six months worth of shows. We're on show 28 next week. And it's just been fun. It's two coaches really supporting people and showing you, you know, showing folks like we're not better than you. We are the same. I don't want to be put on a pedestal. I have issues. I have problems. I have solutions. I have, you know, I laugh as much as I cry. I cry as much as I laugh. Like we're all in this together, folks. And so the, the point of the show is really for us to stop making excuses about our lives in, in a funny way, right? And for us to move forward, right? All of us have a purpose, a passion, a vision, a mission for our lives. And it's important that like we really understand and heed the call to action. That's why Hey There Beautiful is where it is because we're 
listening to what the problems are and we're offering a solution. And folks, for those of you that are out there, this is made to inspire you. This is meant to you know, support you with, with your what's next, your personal what's next. So know that there's something in you. There's a fire, there's a passion, there's a vision. Don't mute that. Don't mute that. This is your time, folks. The time is now. The world is on fire and each of us have some sort of device that can extinguish that fire. And so it's about getting out there and doing it now. We don't have much time. You know, I talked about my TEDx talk. My dad had stage four cancer. They told me he had three weeks left to live literally. And I had just finished making amends with him in our relationship. We didn't talk for five years. And in that moment, I knew that time my relationship with time gets to be different because the things I need to do, I need to do now. Even while taking him to chemotherapy, I was working two full-time jobs and I had HCB. I was meeting you um, all, you know, you yeah. folks at our meetings. I was still running around. And so what I'm saying is that time is on your side. This is the time and the moment now to extinguish the fire with your passion and your vision. Right, I can get to only but so many young girls. There are other people that are doing the work. There's no competition, folks. And this is a time to raise up and rise up right now. Right, I'm not telling you to leave your job and walk out of corporate, which you know many of us want to do. What I'm saying is that create a plan because you are the solution for something, and don't be afraid of it. You know, you don't have to leave your job and cut out of corporate. You can you can hedge your bet. You know, you can go do that, that especially in, in, you know, in, in 2020, 2021, you, you know, the gig, everybody's got it. I, I don't know everybody, but a lot of people have another gig, have something else that, that passion project, you know, and I, I think it's, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I caught something he said one time and it was right. It was along the lines of, um, you know, you want to do your side hustle, you know, from, from five to 2 AM, go do that or six, a seven to two, whatever the, the deal was like. Do your thing. So you, so you got the money, you got whatever you need, cover your bills and then go do your thing. And I think what, what people who, who would say, well, I can, I can't, well, what are they doing between those additional hours? What are they, you know, they're, they're not going after their passion. They're not finding, you know, what, what fuels them, what drives them, or they just, maybe they're just lazy. Like there's a lot of time in a day. It's what, it's how you allocate those hours and how you, how you invest. I was going to say spend, but I think it's how you invest those hours uh, what, with, with, and is it, I, I'm going to need you to pronounce it one more time, the name of the show, because. <laughs> Ooh, bícate. Ooh, I wrote it down. Bícate. Ooh, bícate. Yeah, I got it. Ooh, bícate. Yes. All right. So <laughs> on, on the latest episode of Ubicate, you and Nigel were talking and you were talking about like that whole, which is like an old school thing about like the five people you hang around with. And, you know, I know this stuff. I've listened to this stuff before, but something that, that you guys were talking about when I listened to it this morning when it hit me was, you know, it's, yes, you're, you're a combination of those five people, but we, we get to make the choices. And if people are dragging us down, D, talk to me about that. Like you just got to cut it sometimes. Right. Absolutely. I think that the greatest thing that I could have given myself in these six years of building this nonprofit was allowing people to unfriend me, was allowing people to disassociate with me and allowing myself to really create this bubble that I call like, you know, it's, it's, it's joy. It's fun. The people that call me every day and that check in with me, they are feeding into me, right? Because I can go and give and give and give. And what sense is it giving out of an empty cup when I ha- when I feel like I have nothing, right? And so it's really important for us to understand that the five people that we're around, great. 
think about the five people that they're around because they are also that energy. So I wanted to be around people who knew more than me, who were smarter than me, who were faster than me, who were wiser than me so that I can learn, right? Because if we're not growing, we're dying. And so the piece for me was really ensuring that as I'm building this nonprofit, I'm not leaving you behind. You're making that choice because that's the thing. It's a really clear distinction. You are, your life is, the choices that you've made, that's it. They're the choice that you made, your marriage, your kids, corporate, all of that. Those are just choices you made. And I'm not here to say whether they're good or they're bad. Do they bring you joy? Because at the core of it, that's what we want. When I coach my corporate clients, they don't talk to me about money and that they want to raise funds. They talk to me about the level of time that they want with their family. They talk, That's what we really want. At the end of it, we want control of our time. That's really the important piece is that we don't want control over money. Money will come, always comes, but we want control of our time. When you can do anything you want with your time, that's real freedom. And that's what people are looking for. And so for me, it really consists of the core people around. Gary Vee also said it, you know, there are times where you got to just sit and be the person that brings people coffee. You got to sit and be in, just to be in the room at the table. And there are times where we don't, you know, I see folks that don't understand that, listen, it, it serves you to be humble. It serves you to be humble and watch and sit at this table or build your own table. I love both of those. It, you know, <laughs> I think, cause I think a lot of people have, have that attitude where, you know, I'm not going to humble myself. I'm not going to grind it out. I'm better than that. Maybe I did this or I had this degree or I accomplished over here. But, you know, when you be humble and you just you just know I'm part of the team, you're going to learn. Right. Yeah. And you're going to be surrounded. You have the potential now to be surrounded by people who you can you can learn from. Uh, we're we're um, we're going to take a little time. We're going to take another sneak away. But when we come back, what I really want to do is I want to dive in and learn about programs of the organization. Yes. I want to learn about the impact that you're making for these young girls. I want to yes. talk about some of the STEM stuff you and I talked about last week when we were on the phone. Um so let's do that. So it's Tommy D coming at you from, you know, at the attic. I'm with D. We're here. She's visiting in the attic. And uh, this is Philanthropy in Focus. We'll be back in two minutes, everybody. See you soon. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his Every Friday morning at 10 a.m., that's where I will be, and I will be here live with another incredible leader of a nonprofit organization, amplifying their message and helping them tell their story. Dee, we're here. We're moving through this pretty rapidly. Yeah. I want to hear what I want to hear about the programs. I want to know the impact it, the organization is making in the community. I mean, I saw things like a thousand toys that were purchased during the holidays and, and for a goal of 10,000 toys for PS 274, which I think is your elementary school. Is that right? Yeah, that's my elementary school. So I want to talk about that. I want to, what, what, I want to talk about the impact you're making on the ground. Um, yeah. So we have a STEM program, um, which is new. We have, uh, had, uh, we've done it virtually, uh, shout out to, uh, you know, our facilitator, Diana Gonzalez, it started off as a passion project for her. And then we decided to, you know, let's implement this in the schools. So grades to, uh, grades, uh, two and up. So just about the age of seven. So all of our programs are really geared towards, uh, young, young ladies that are between the ages of, uh, about six or seven to 17. And, you know, we do have a STEM program, really robust, really, um, just a lot of fun. They learn about coding, you know, they can code in kindergarten, right? They, it's just learning how to uh, build blocks. And so as a result of the great work that my team has done, you know, we've been able to impact uh, a dozen, uh, folks, a dozen kids behind the scenes, because we just launched this program. And so now we're looking to, you know, implement that nationwide. So that's been a lot of fun. We also have a Crown Confidential programming, right? And our Crown Confidential workshops are really the social emotional learning. Who am I? Who do I get to be? What's my vision statement? What's my mission statement? Imagine a young girl leaving high school with a vision statement, a mission statement. I have them write letters to take my job, right? At some point, I have them write as if they're going to become president. What would they implement in Hey There Beautiful? What would they do? You know, my high school students, supporting them in their what's next, right? We also have a health and a wellness component, really important that we started to dive into, right? Because we're seeing a lot of, you know, different discrepancies in different areas, different zip codes out here and across and we get to talk about 
the health and wellness component about, you know, how to care for ourselves better. And I, you know, again, it starts with the leadership. It starts with me. I started to identify some habits that weren't working for me. And now, you know, we have someone, uh, we have our nutritionist. She's really awesome. Vanessa Claremont, um, who does our health and wellness program. She, uh, she's really awesome at that. And then also we talk about entrepreneurship, right? What, what great way than to support kids with uh, becoming entrepreneurs, right? Uh, right before COVID, we had a young lady she was making $500 a week making cupcakes. She was selling a hundred cupcakes a day in her school. Oh. And we were, she was 13 and we were just about to scale her business and then COVID hit, right? However, she's still cooking in her home. So she cooks meals and she delivers them in her building, in her home because she can and because she loves doing it. And so it's really, you know, that entrepreneurship, what better way than to see some high school uh, students walk across stage with, with not just jobs and not just, uh, you know, I, I think it's like that longevity, the legacy that we get to have them lead. Hey, mom, I'm able to buy you a car. Hey, mom, I'm able to buy you a house. And so those are some of the things that we're getting into, especially as it relates to entrepreneurship, because these young, you know, we don't give the young, the youth enough credit. They are geniuses. They know how to work computers. You have like people, there was a meme that there's a woman with a master's degree watching a, a, a fifth grader. Can you open that up? I don't have any sound on my computer, right? But the kids are geniuses. They have the technology. They're well-versed. So why not allow them to be free, free in fashion, free in the things that they want to do, free in writing and being creative. And I think it's really allowing them to see their power. It's not an age, right? It's not an age. We put limits on it. Society puts a limit. You got to do this at 18 or that. Why not at 12? Why not at 15? Why not explore their ideas now, right? Because we as adults, we think that we're always right when we're still trying to figure things out. So why not allow the kids to show us? That, that's the whole thing that we're building community, right? And then um, as a result of our entrepreneurship program, they then are vested into back into HTB. So then they become mentors and then they add one to 2% drip profit back into the nonprofit so that we can go back and do the work that we do. Um, last thing that we did, we had our toy drive, our holiday annual toy drive. And this year we had at the Living Gallery. Thank you so much, Nessa, Alicia, Samantha, City, all those people that were there. Thank you so much for all the support. You know who you are, Landa, everyone. Uh, we did a great feed. We actually received a thousand toys donated. We were able to give out a thousand toys. And thank you very much, Paul Delgado, um, for supporting in the feed. We were able to distribute 200 hot meals. And these were for folks that were in transitional homes. They waited online for hours because the inside was COVID friendly. We couldn't have many people in. We wanted them to come in. The, the kids pick out their gifts and they got, you know, we, we were dancing, we were singing. You can find this all on our site, folks, and see, like, it was a lot of joy. I tell everyone that the next thing I'm doing is my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing. I'm dancing, I'm screaming in the streets, and I'm bringing the community and letting them know that I love them and that I'm, I, I have this love for them. Back where my grandmother raised us in Bushwick, and this year our goal is 10 thousand toys and we want to have three toy drives and distribute them um, in three areas. We're looking at Hartford, Connecticut. We're looking at Louisiana. Uh, thanks, Ron Scott, Brothers at Peace. And we're also going to do it in PS274. You know, that's the goal for us to have a winter wonderland and to really support folks and let them know that they're not alone during the holidays. I, I'm, I'm incredibly inspired. I have so many questions. I'm trying to figure out which, 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 where, where to ask go. Ask them all. We can get I, to them. I'll I, talk gonna, fast. Yeah, <laughs> I know you will. I know. That, that entrepreneurship piece, though, is super inspiring for me because, I, you know, there's there's plenty of, of, of um, you know, I, I just happened to be speaking to somebody yesterday who's, who is in a family of very 
multi-generational successful family and uh not everybody's in, in a family like that they talk about entrepreneurship right they they talk about being business owners but in a lot of communities that's not discussed and and the fact that you're talking this young lady with with the cupcakes making 500 bucks a week selling cupcakes awesome at 13 years old right she's already got a story to tell she's so when she's 18 and 20 and things like that you know she's already done this you know whereas there's people 40 years old who are going well i'd like to be an entrepreneur but i don't know if i can i don't know if i can't take the chance and so it but a lot it's all here um, yeah. oh, so those of you who are listening i'm pointing to my my where my brain is it's all, <laughs> it's all in our head it's all a mindset thing it's, yeah. it's you know it's age doesn't it's irrelevant really right but it's it's the exposure it's the education that you're talking about here's what was coming up for me that i want to say i have a friend of mine uh, my friend beth Bockheister. hey beth uh runs an organization called career day inc i really want to get you guys together um i think i'm going to just put you on the spot it, Beth does these career days in schools and they're all done virtually now. And she's doing one in Hicksville high school coming up. And I think you'd be an incredible speaker to just really empower these, these young people about careers. I love career days. I do them all the time. I, yep. I don't just go for the coffee and the donuts, even <laughs> though I'm on keto now. Right. But um, I love career days. Career days are awesome. You know, I love to ask our, our youth. What, who do you think, what do you think I do? And a lot of them will say teachers, uh, you know, some of them said I was a basketball player. I was like, thank you for that. You know, and especially um, I love going into the kindergarten rooms because they they will tell you the truth. Right. And that's at core. That's, you know, they say for you to really have that that really powerful mind frame, you hang out with young folks, you hang out with people who are under the age of uh, five or six and you hang out with those over the age of 90. Right. And so when I walk into a room full of, you know, kids who don't know what a checking uh, account looks like, don't know what a mortgage is, don't know what the real world is. And they're just telling you from their heart who they who to you they think you are. It, it's a really beautiful thing. And I love career days because it allows young our youth to dream. Right. Because that's the thing. We tell them dream big. You can do anything. But at the core, if we don't believe that, they don't believe us. Yeah. That's a, that, that's an unfortunate thing. We, we, you know, words have meanings, but what's, what's said behind them, you know, even the nonverbal things are, are incredibly meaningful and really impact what, what these kids they are, are going to do. Uh, the nutrition piece I, 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 I want to hear more about, but I, what, tell me about how Hartford and Louisiana from Bushwick, what, what I, I'm not, I can't let that go. Where, how does it, what's the connection there? So I have extended family in Hartford, Connecticut, and I have a lot of volunteers up there. <laughs> so I already have a following and I feel like it's a great place to give back. I love Hartford. They're very great areas in Hartford and they're very, they're areas that um, see the same things that we see in Bushwick. So I said, why not? And Louisiana, I have a partner, Ron Scott, Brothers at Peace. And so we're going to go down there and partner up. I think it's important for nonprofits, if you're listening to me, executive directors, if you're listening to me, partner with other local organizations, wherever they are. This is not a power struggle. This is not about ego. If it's really about your mission, then you're going to do whatever it takes to create impact. I see executive directors, oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Take can't out your vocabulary. Stop having meetings about the meetings. Really implement a plan. Figure out what you want to do. Implement a plan and do it, right? Because, you know, if you learn anything about watching Shark Tank or any of these shows, it's first the idea, then the process, than the profit, right? So if you have an idea, figure out the process behind it and then create the profit behind it. The NFL is a nonprofit, folks. 
The NFL is a nonprofit and they're making billions and nothing is stopping them and nothing is stopping us in the nonprofit world. It's not about just the financial piece. We get to have different revenue streams and connect with and allow our programs to flourish in other states and other uh, countries, right? And, you know, we, we tend to think, okay, I just wanted to reach this. It doesn't have to look that way. And I see nonprofits struggle because they don't want to partner. Partner with people. It's okay to get on a plane. It's okay to have fear, right? It's okay to have butterflies in your stomach. If you're not, if you, even this morning, I, I think I changed five times. Even this morning, right, just to get on here, right, in my own home, I change, right? It makes me nervous. If, if you are not peeing on your legs or shaking or you don't have butterflies before you do something, then you shouldn't be doing it. You can have the both and. It's a choice. You know, you've seen the mom with five kids struggle and then make it. You've seen the, the father who is, is then widowed and has two kids and makes it. You've seen all of the great success stories. You get to be one of them. Let's stop holding ourselves back in the context of I can, I can, I can't. If you think that you can executive director, so does the rest of your team and so do the people who you're making impact to. Wow. Wow. So much there. The collaboration piece is huge. I'm, I'm all about it. You know, I, we actually met through these nonprofit roundtables that yeah. we were doing back in the day in real time. Last month, I had my friend Carmen Uzasian. And what's up? Shout out, Carmen. She was talking about uh, branding your nonprofit and thinking of your nonprofit as if you were a business, as if because a nonprofit is a, it's a tax status, right? You know, it, it, but the mentality, the mindset that you're talking about that comes from top down from the leadership rolls down, it, it's critically important in the collaboration. We are going to sneak for a quick break and then we're going to come back with D here in the attic. But I, I just I, we could go for hours. I, I'm just. Yes. Thanks for being here. <laughs> um, we'll be back in, in just a minute or two, folks. Tommy D in the attic with D. Hey there, beautiful. Yes. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate and power. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's right. Join me in the attic every Friday morning. Right at the top of the Next to the roof. So, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I'm going to go Makita Peters checking in on the Facebook. She says, yes, let the baby shine. Let them know. Let's collaborate. So love that. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad you're checking in with us. I guess you're referring to let the baby shine, just talking about the young ones and really the inspiration that they are when they uh, just kind of get out there and do that stuff. Uh, the young lady with the cupcakes. I, look, um, you talked about eating healthy. This is a green smoothie. My wife made this for me. Thank you, baby. Appreciate the smoothie. Got but water. Like, you got water. It's kale and and it's <laughs> almond milk and a little bit of peanut butter in there, right? Bananas, the whole deal. But, you know, I haven't had a cupcake in like three and a half weeks. So when you start talking about the young lady with the cupcakes, I'm just, it's good that she can't send them to my house and drop them right? off. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be eating that stuff anyway. So I want to go back to one thing before we keep moving. Uh, Brothers of Peace. I, is that the right name of the organization? Brothers at Peace, yeah. At Brothers at Peace. Yeah, so right. I saw the hoodie. I started a trend. Like, I saw you in a picture with, with one of their hoodies on. So I got to get my hands on one. So I got to find those guys and buy one from them. Because my first show, I had my friend Katie McGowan from Horseability on. And she sent me this incredible Horseability hoodie. So what I really want is I want a hoodie from everybody that's come on the program. So I got to now find, I got, but these guys haven't been on the show yet, but maybe if I buy the hoodie, maybe they'll come on the show. Yeah, he will. I think that that'd be a great partnership. That should be your next coming interview. He's awesome. And I'll connect you, you know, when we, uh, when we're offline, he's awesome. Ron Scott, he's my mentor. He's my friend. He's my brother. And it's a peer to peer mentoring program for, you know, uh, the disadvantaged youth, those, uh, those, those young men who are at risk, who don't have fathers in their lives, who don't have mothers in their lives, who don't see a way out. And so we partner with them and they have expanded here to New York and we have a collaboration with them. Our program is called Character Counts. Um, it's launching in the spring and it's really, you know, young men get to see powerful men, uh, powerful uh, Latinos and black men and, and just men in general who are doing well, who've come from the streets, who have, you know, have stories. Again, it's the art of storytelling, the art of vulnerability. And so, you know, our young, uh, you know, our youth can look up and say, wow, he went through this. He was, you know, affiliated here. He didn't go to school. He dropped out. These are all the things that happened to him as a result. And now he's successful and powerful. And he's able to talk to me and look at me eye to eye. So that's the important piece. Um, so we do have a, you know, again, partnering, letting the baby shine. Like Makita say, it's really important that we allow folks to shine, especially our youth. They're going to take care of us eventually. Absolutely. And that's called Character Comes. Is that the name? Character Counts. Character Counts. counts. Okay, Counts. Yeah, Character Counts. counts. All right. So first of all, you know, I, it, I'd be remiss if we don't, you know, acknowledge we're, we're doing this. It's, it is Black History Month. And, and I, you know, obviously in the communities that you're referring to, um, it, it, you know, at times they don't have the, the right folks to look up to. And and shout out to Ron Scott, you said, right? Ron, yes. forward to connecting. I'm Tommy D. You'll, you'll be hearing from me. But we'll definitely connect because, look, that's what this show is all about. It's really about shining the light on organizations that are making that incredible impact. So you talked about, yeah, that program coming up in the uh, in the springtime. I want to hear about other things that are, are coming for the future for Hey They're Beautiful. Enroll in that, though. Kind of roll into that. Who The fact that you hit on collaboration now. A whole bunch is that's where I live. So, who are organizations that you would be well well situated to collaborate with? Who are who are the kind of organizations that you would want to connect with? 
I want to connect with organizations that are going to, you know, show us what wealth looks like. I want to connect with organizations that are going to empower me, that are better than me, not just folks that, you know, work with women and young girls. I want to work with those who are going to uplift me and inspire me, right? Organizations who can support us in, you know, unveiling uh, the, the socioeconomic impact that uh, the world is having on different communities, right? And so I'm looking to connect with those that want to connect with me and that want to do the work and that want to be held accountable because folks don't want to be held accountable. And so for me, I'm not a meeting about the meeting type person. Tell me what you want to do, how you want to collaborate and tell me about the implementation now. I think that that's the piece. We have a meeting about the planning, about the structuring. No, let's come to meetings prepared and let's come to meetings just, you know, being able to display to folks, this is what we have going on. This is how we're looking to move forward and this is how we're looking to implement it i'm never a hard no right i'm never a hard no i'm always looking for the win-win i'm always looking for how can we both play this game and win at the same time because i am the person that if we're not both winning i don't want to play the game you know that's those are the relationships that are those should be the only relationships right yes. everybody gets better for it because then uh, otherwise somebody's losing and it's not about that it's about you know, where both organizations win, their constituents win, their donors win, and, and everybody wins. So so that I think that's that's incredible. And I need you to start to plug back into what we're doing with these nonprofit roundtables because you're so inspiring. Yes, I will. I'll be back. I want you to come back. And I probably, we got to figure out you and me what, what topic you're going to speak on because I want you to be, you know, our speaker. We, we do the speaker each month. So how does somebody, you know, is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it is the website? Like if, if somebody, I, I, if that's the wrong word. I know that people want to know more about HTB just from plugging in with us today. So how do they connect with you? How do they connect with the organization? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So folks can connect with me on Facebook. My Facebook is, and the other thing too, um, for my EDs who are out there, uh, you want privacy, your nonprofit will not win. Right. So my, all of my uh, social media apps are open to the public. Right. I think it's important. Like hermits don't get paid. So if you want privacy and you want your life and you want to keep your kids private, uh, that's one thing. However, we get to see your vulnerability and see who you really are, because that is part of who you are as an executive director. I'm calling all of you out. Right. So check me out at Dilisha Eve Rodriguez. Right. My Facebook page is public. You can also check us out at www.heytherebeautiful.org and you can check me out on my Instagram page, my name, Dilisha, and Hey There Beautiful Inc. for our Instagram page. You'll find all of our handles, all of our information there. Everything is public and open. You know, we have a silver seal of transparency from Gold Star, so you can see all the things and all the ways and all the, the programming and all the things that we're running. You know, I think it's really important. Again, vulnerability is courage, folks. And when we're able to be vulnerable with our feelings, with our mess that we're hiding in the closet, you know the mess. When someone comes over, we throw it all in the closet, right? When we're able to open up that closet and be vulnerable to the people around us, it will then create a greater impact for the folks that they impact, right? That's what the that's what the nonprofit sector is about, right? Because a for-profit or a for-profit company is for money, right? They're in it to make money. A nonprofit is just in it for the mission. It doesn't mean that you can't make money or that you're not able to thrive. And I think that that's the piece that people don't see. They're in this woe is me. I need a grant writer. I need that. You don't need anything. You need the magic in your hands. Throw out a free program and get people hooked on you. Get people inspired by you. That's really the important piece as it relates to philanthropy is people want to know more about you. Why did you create this? How did you create it? 
So connect with us in any way. And you can email me directly, info, I-N-F-O at heyverebeautiful.org. My phone number is on the website. You can call me now. You know, I'm open to connecting and collaborating. Let's not wait until tomorrow, right? Tomorrow is, you know, tomorrow is tomorrow. It's not promised. What we have is right now. And so for those folks that want to connect and collaborate, feel free to reach out and reach out now. Let's make some magic happen. People are waiting for us. I don't really yell on the show, but I'm yelling. <laughs> People are I'm waiting for up. us. Now I'm fired up. I'm supposed to close out this show, but I just want you to talk for another 15 minutes. So we got we to gotta figure out how to work that out. Yeah. Listen, thank you for being an incredible guest on my show. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm glad we got the message out. Shout out to your friends on Facebook, Samantha and Makita. And there was somebody else too. I forgot. I'm sorry. Alex and John. Alex, what's up, love Alex? You guys. Alex thank John, you, for, you. Thank you for being here. That is so awesome. All right. So I'm going to bring the show to close. D, thank you so much. I, I really thank you for having me. Appreciate you. All right, so here's how it goes. I'm just going to tell you, I'm Tommy D. Philanthropy and Focus is the show, Nonprofit Sector Connector. That's what I call myself. I'm all about the nonprofit sector. I love this sector. I think the sector often is overlooked, underfunded, and sometimes unrecognized. And my answer to that is this program, Philanthropy and Focus, every Friday, 10 a.m., we'll be here in the attic with Tommy D. Stay tuned for my buddy, Stephen Fry. Always Friday, coming up here on talkradio.nyc. Ryan Harbinson is going to be on the show. What's up, Harb? Where's Harb? On the show, I think, now. And then the Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox, followed by Joseph McElroy, Wise Content Creates Wealth. D, you should listen to him. You talk about what wealth looks like, right? You want to plug in with organizations, so we should see, listen to what Joe's got going, Joseph's got going on. I'm Tommy D. Appreciate you plugging in. D, have an incredible weekend. Thanks for having me, everyone. Thanks. Take care. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc.
Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. <laughs> 